welcome or welcome back to the FemX Melanin Podcast. I am your host, Raven. Oh wait, I forgot. We we have a new thing, guys. Let me let me restart that. I am your hostess with the mostess, Raven Leah, and welcome to episode seven. Can we get some claps in the studio? Yes, um, as you may know, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, I don't think I announced it on TikTok, but we're having our our second special guest on the Femex Melanin show. This is crazy. I'm, I'm very excited to introduce you to him in a second, but first we got we to gotta do our updates. We got, I got to check in. I didn't forget. You know, I have to ask you, how are you? How are you doing? How's life? I'm filming this on... Memorial Day? Wait. Well, it's actually midnight, so it's the next day. I don't know. It's June 1st, correct? Yeah. June 1st. Whoa. I don't know when this is coming out, depending on how fast I edit this. If I take a whole month to edit this, then you'll see this July. <laughs> I don't know. But we're here. That's all that matters. Um, We're in summer. That's cool. How was your school year? Um, Hot girl summer is approaching. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding but I'm not, I'm not kidding. Anyway, guys, as you may know, last episode, I announced the magazine that Femex Melanin was in. I didn't get to see it when I was talking about it, but now I got to see it and I literally cried. I told myself I wasn't going to cry, but I did cry and I have it in my hand right now. So if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, you could actually look at it. I'm going to show you guys on the camera, but if you're just listening to it, just imagine or just order it yourself, link in bio. I also have a coupon code. Just DM me for that. I don't know it off the top of my head. But okay, drum roll. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Ta-da! Look at how pretty it is. Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know what page I'm in, but let me see if I can quickly find it. Uh, again, I'm just so excited. I'm so happy Like I got to be in this. Oh, here I am. Oh my gosh, I still like freak out when i see myself do you see that guys that's me that's us that's femex melanin what the heck oh my gosh okay if you want one you should get one it's very cute very aesthetic i keep it above my bed and it's yeah okay do we have any other updates let's see oh my gosh yes we do i hit 18.8 k on tiktok whoa can we get some more claps in the studio? See, you can't really hear any claps because there's no one else in the studio. I mean, actually, there is someone else in the studio, but you haven't met this person yet. He's here. He's here with us in the spirit. <laughs> but you'll, you'll get to meet him soon. I promise. I promise. I just need to like keep giving y'all updates because it's been so long since we've talked. It's been like a whole month and it probably will be two months if I don't edit this in time. But we'll see we'll see um yeah i hit 18.8k after and the thing is i gained like i did the math because i was at 11k before i posted a clip of episode six i posted like a promo clip from episode six it was like me talking about the burger king dude after i posted that video i gained like okay let's do math so if i was at 11k before that and we're at 18 that's 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 is that wait that's eight did i gain eight thousand followers after that one video is that correct five six seven oh is that seven okay an audience member is telling me that's seven i gained 17k after one video that's crazy what the heck whoa that's cool there's a lot of you now i'm getting nervous oh my goodness but yeah that's very exciting. I'm very blessed. TikTok also has been getting on my nerves lately. After posting that video, TikTok took that one down. And that was like my most viral video ever, like 200K. I've never got that many views on a video like on Femex Melanin. I mean, on my personal, I got like 3.7 million views on one of my videos, but not to brag, not to brag. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's besides the point. But yeah, for my Femex Melanin account, that was like one of my most popular videos. I spent so much time editing it. And one day TikTok just messaged me. It's like, yeah, your video got had a violation for hate speech or something. I'm like, are you serious? I was like so mad 
and whenever this happened, this happened to me before with the viral video and then I appeal it and they do nothing. But this time I, um, they didn't like put it back up. So I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my goodness, I, that was my most popular video. I took so much time editing it. How can they do that? Like, that's not fair. And it made me sad when like, okay, that made me realize I should start pushing my content towards YouTube. I know you guys have been telling me to just focus on YouTube more and that's something I'm gonna start doing now because that is more sustainable um right now but i appealed it and actually they put it back up so that's really cool i'm so happy they did that but if they didn't i would have still moved on life goes on after that but yeah that's i think that's pretty much all that's been happening since last time um yeah i graduated with my aa since last time that's cool more claps in the studio i don't know is that too many thank you thank you <laughs> all right well yeah i think it's time to introduce our guest for today's episode so you guys may know him i mean again he is tiktok famous he doesn't like me saying that but he really is so i'm going to that's going to be a part of his title um he is african-american is that correct let me not assume that he yes he is african-american and i don't know you know sometimes i could i could be wrong let me not assume but yeah i'm saying that because for the people listening to the audio you might not know i could have a white dude on here and <laughs> you wouldn't know but yeah he makes, who knows i may be white <laughs> you exactly maybe he was at the beach too long um you never know. Reverse Vertilago. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he makes these really cool informal biblical story videos on TikTok and Instagram, I think. Well, he posts them on there too. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. yeah I post them on Instagram too. Um, they're really they're awesome. They're just his wit and like personality. Like when I saw okay, let me not get ahead of myself. I feel like in order to go forward with this, we have to talk about how we met. So I think this is a really funny story. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll explain my side of it really fast, and then I guess you could explain it. Wait, this his name? It, actually, you. <laughs> I am so sorry, guys. How rude! I keep talking. How dare me do that on my own podcast? I should never talk again. Sorry. May you introduce yourself? Tell us your name. Okay, what's up, um, everyone? My name is Maurice. People call me Mo, self-made Mo on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I am not TikTok famous. Mm. But you got to stop saying that. Mm. I'm not. I <laughs> you don't always have to be humble. Listen, I'm, I don't make famous people money. That's why I keep telling people. <laughs> TikTok fame does not change my circumstances, my financial circumstances. Like... Mm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Mo, but, um, yes, I make Bible story breakdowns with Mo where I go tell biblical Bible stories, but I break it down in terms for Gen Z to understand basically. Cool. 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 Yes. So I find that awesome. That's really cool. So let me explain how I know of his existence now. So one day I was on TikTok. And, you know, I'm on there a lot. TikTok is addicting. There was this one video came across my For You page. It was, I don't even know how to explain it. If I'm, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, I guess I'll probably insert the clip of what video it is. But it was this one video of like, it was a white couple. They were doing something weird. Like they were like, Mo, do you remember what the video was? Uh, I was trying to find it before we got on this podcast. Like it was just, um, I'm trying. To... I know I can find it because I'm, I'm still getting like um notifications of people liking my comments. So I know I'll find it later. But it's this video that all I know is like there's this white couple doing like the weirdest thing, and then you have this, you like zoom in in the back of the video, and the black guy is like giving them like the, what in the world like that type of look. So I commented on that video and I said, wow. That dude really said what in Caucasian. And all of a sudden, everyone started ganging up on me. Not everyone. I mean, my comment had the most likes. I think it had like 40,000 likes or something. So there was there were a lot of people who could take a joke. But there was like, you know, that 
a group of like, you know, 10 different Kevins instead of Karens. I'm not going to say that's like the, the Connors. Yes, the Connors. Literally, I think there was one dude named Connor who actually <laughs> commented. But all of a sudden, they got really mad. He's like, whoa. But if I said what in like black, I forgot what he said. He's like, if I say what in African-American, it would be wrong. I'm like, yes. Exactly. Like, that's <laughs> that's how it is. Then they're like, oh, my gosh. Well, if the roles were reversed. I'm like, dude. What I, Mo, do you understand how frustrating that is when you have people who are not black who's like, well, if the roles were reversed. Exactly. Like, do y'all not pay attention in history? <laughs> like, the roles were reversed. Literally. Literally. So I'm just like, um, okay, it's a joke. All I said, all I said was what in Caucasian. And this dude, he was like, they started saying like these out of pocket stuff. Like they started calling me like, I forgot someone called me a monkey. And I'm like, are y'all really that pressed? Like I can go, I can say something like I've said worse than that. And you're telling me like by me saying what in Caucasian, that could be that offensive to you guys. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So all of a sudden, like all the Kevins and Connors start like misspelling my name. For some reason, they thought that was a way that could like hurt my feelings. Instead of saying L-E-E-A-H, it's they were spelling it L-E-A-H. Or like, oh, your parents didn't even know how to spell your name correctly. And I'm like, can y'all please try harder? Like, that is not <laughs> affecting me. What? So they started saying more out-of-pocket stuff, um, saying basically r- racist stuff to me, more like calling me monkey, whatever. All of a sudden, there's this dude. Who was on my side? So Mo, you could you could say your point of view right now. So um, I remember like seeing your comment, and it was like one of the top comments, and I was and I laughed because <laughs> I thought that was funny. Thank you. <laughs> and um, and then I was just like scrolling through like the sub comments, so people were talking about like, well, the roles were reversed, and they were like calling you like a monkey and stuff like that. And I was like, <laughs> I was appalled. I was like, I know they're really not taking it this far. Like it was a joke. It wasn't. <laughs> anything personal and then i was just like you guys are really attacking her for a joke that was funny <laughs> Literally. number one and then and then I, I think i commented something on the lines of did you guys like not pay attention to history because the roles have been reversed and it's been reversed and it recently just been unreversed so what are you guys <laughs> talking about and then and then i mentioned i was like y'all are really showing y'all true colors in these comment sections calling her a monkey because she made a joke are you serious and then so and then <laughs> And then I think I saw you liked it, and then I was, and then I just mentioned I was like, I like your, I like your podcast, by the way. <laughs> and I just like threw that in there a little bit, and then um, you followed me back, and then so that's how we met. Yeah, because from my point of view, I there was like a there was a lot of people in there, you know, backing me up. I had some white people too in the comments, like, "Yo, it wasn't that serious. Why are you all attacking her? Like, what?" And then I saw Mo's comment, and I'm like. Oh, Wow. So whenever someone comments, I like to stalk their page. So I saw his page. And I'm like, whoa, he's TikTok famous. <laughs> joking, joking. I am not famous. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, that was nice of him to say. So I, I, I stalked his account for probably like 30 minutes. I'm like, oh my goodness. I love his content. Like he adds his own personality, like to his videos. It wasn't just like a biblical account where you explain Bible stories. It was like, he made it interesting. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, this story or one of those stop let me pray for you yes stop. <laughs> one of those <laughs> exactly and then like you feel guilty if you scroll i literally it's like wait i i always don't scroll if you love jesus how do you feel about those like do you do you stay if they say that okay okay forgive me lord <laughs> seriously like i'm not I feel like you're trying to guilt me into staying. So like I, I feel I feel challenged almost. I was like, really? <laughs> and then I I just I part of me is just like mm, maybe it's something important, maybe something for me. Yeah. And then part of me is just like it, they just want the views. Literally. So scroll, keep going. That's how keep pushing. I, Sorry. That's how I am sometimes, you know, like like listen, I was just trying to like listen, I I there's never you can never like Go away from the Lord. But sometimes I feel like it's like too much. Like, okay, you're going to hell if you don't like, follow, and share this. I'm like, what? When I- and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe, like- yes. 
If you don't turn on post notifications, you're going to hell. Sorry, I don't make the rule. Literally, I don't. Some of that doesn't add up with me. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, basically, that's how I know Mo. Um, It was really cool. He was, he was a nice person from the jump. So I'm like, okay. And then I reached out to him one time. And I'm like, yo, will you be on my podcast? And then, of course, I was scared because I'm like, he's TikTok famous. I can't just go around asking people that. <laughs> I am a regular person. So, <laughs> so he said yes, and I was really excited. So here we are now. Thank you so much, Mo, for being here. Here we are on the Femex Melon. <laughs> I'm podcast. glad to be here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm Went from watching the Femex Melon podcast to being on it. Oh my gosh! Wow. Honored. Stop! 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 stop. You're the famous one. Stop! Here. <laughs> no! Stop it! Stop it! I'm just I'm vibing. Literally, I'm just talking to myself in a room at midnight occasional people watching sometimes you know it's it's nothing it's nothing anyway anyway so this episode is really special to me because i do not think i've ever talked about christianity yet on my podcast because i myself i'm a christian and i don't know if y'all know that because i've probably never said that and it's not because i've been hiding that from y'all there's no reason for me to ever hide that I love being a Christian. I'm not ashamed. It's just, I was trying to find a good way to incorporate talking about Christianity and stuff I've dealt with in my life that has to do with Christianity on my podcast, you know, and incorporate it with what I'm doing. Cause I think I personally believe with everything you do, if you're a Christian, you should find some way to like show God through that. So I'm like, what better way to introduce the topic and stories of like what I've dealt with with Christianity is then to have Mo here with us, helping me. So again, thank you so much for being here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I basically just want to get into it. Yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. Mo, I'm Mo's a Christian as well. Um, we have so much. Oh my gosh! Yes. We have so, so much. That would kind of be weird if you weren't a Christian and you make videos like that. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Anyway, but <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to really get, to start off, I want to get into my experience with Christianity. Experiences and experiences, like, all that stuff. So, quick pause. First, I really want to define the term church hurt. Mo, are you able to define that for us really fast? Yeah, no problem. Um, I feel like a modern-day definition of church hurt is anybody who has felt, like, rejected by the church whether it's because of their sexuality or some like struggles that they're going with or something Mm -hmm. um and they've gone to church to get answers or get healing and the p it's the people of the church who did more hurt than they have healing Mm -hmm. amazing amazing definition so mo and i were talking we had a zoom call recently to basically talk about our stories and i shared my story with him i'll share it with y'all as well but um mo and i we both had experiences right with being church hurt at one point yeah. in our life i feel like it's a sadly a normal thing that a lot of christians go through sadly it's a reason why a lot of people aren't christian anymore um yeah um but i want to go get in really quick into my story with that so i grew up in a very hmm, how do i say this well i talked about it in my other episodes but it was a whitewashed um i kind of had like a whitewashed life to be honest i grew up with a lot of white people around me nothing wrong with that i love to have a group of diverse people um including white people there's nothing wrong with white people a lot of people get that from my (laughs) podcast we're like oh so it's called femex melanin basically so you're saying is like white people can't enjoy it i'm like no that's not what i'm saying it's just i like to cater special things to the melanated fam to the fem fam as oh guys wait I'm, I'm getting off topic but guys you know how we finalized the name fem fam you know who actually gave us that idea it was mo mo he gave us the <laughs> idea when i was at the 10k live party he joined the live and he's like yo i have a name i'm like oh my gosh let's hear it and it's perfect so he's the reason we are titled the fem fam now <laughs> yeah i don't know how i came up with it i was just like 
I don't something catchy, and I was like, "Fem fam, fem fam." I, I don't know. It just it just came to me. I love it so and much. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty catchy." No, I I honestly love it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, he's the reason, guys. So thank him. But yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, I grew up around a lot of white people, and I got more into that on episode. Was it five? Yeah, five. You guys can hear more about that with the Saint Losers. Like we talked about that, but yeah. So I went to this church. And at first I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a really good church. They're cool. Yes, I'm feeling something, finally. Um, they had, you know, the youth groups and all that stuff. So I was a part of all that stuff. But there was girls there who were there longer than me. They've, quote unquote, had more experience. We'll keep that word in mind because that kind of foreshadows into something else in the future. But keep that word. Experience is the word we're keeping. But yeah. I was kind of nervous about that, but I'm like, okay, it's fine, Raven. Like, we all have our own journeys. Um, we're all growing in, as Christians every day. It's fine. So I remember one time there was, like, this youth group event. Again, I'm, like, I was new to this church. There was a bunch of girls there who were there before me. Um, We went to ice skating together, and we're skating. All of a sudden, like, there's this kid on the side. He's having, like, a panic attack and because it was really busy it was like a friday night there's a lot of people if you have anxiety it could be a tough place for you in that time so i'm used to like dealing with kids like that and all this stuff i used to be a theater teacher and all that stuff so i'm like okay i'm gonna go help him um i'm like okay do you need water he's like yeah i need water and he was just that's what he was like saying like i need water i need water so he can calm down so I'm like, okay i'm gonna get water and i was gonna ask like the girls who i was with from the youth group to help me and like oh no raven it's fine he's need water i'm like and I'm like, huh? Wait, what? What do you mean? What does he need? He's like, no, this is the perfect time to ask him um, if he if Christ, if he wants to make Christ his Lord and Savior or something. And I'm like, staring at these girls, I'm like, uh, yeah, that could, we could do that <laughs> after, but like, he, he needs water. Let's, let's get him water. Let's get the boy water. I'm like, no. And then she, these girls like snapped on me. Um, she's like, no. You just came to this church. Like you don't, you don't have the experience we have. We deal with this all the time. And so at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. This, this is this is this is how y'all been feeling about me the whole time. It took this moment for your true colors to basically show. Basically, I'm not as experienced as him. I haven't been at the church longer than him. Them basically. So yeah. Um. It kind of like made me realize other things. Like after they said that to me in that moment, I'm like, whoa, this is how they've been feeling. And it I it made me feel out of place. I'm like, okay. They kind of made me think, yeah, maybe I'm not as Christian as them. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe this kid doesn't need water, even though he's clearly asking for that. What do I know? I just got here. Oh my goodness. But and my thing is like, <laughs> if I was going through that situation too, and people are telling me this is like a perfect time to like ask if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that would make me panic even more because they would <laughs> assume, oh, I'm about to die. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to meet Jesus. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> so I don't know like what the thought process was behind that. And exactly. I remember in our Zoom call, I, I think um, we brought it up that who says God can't use people? to save mm -hmm. other people like yes prayer exactly. is amazing but also like what you were doing is a great way for him to also get introduced to christ because you see how you how you were willing to go out your way to help him as any other christian should have been able to or should mm -hmm. or would have done and i think that would be an even better way of showing what christianity should be instead of oh let's just pray for him there's nothing wrong with praying for him mm -hmm. but like um there's a whole story um a metaphor about a guy who was drowning in a lake and a guy with a boat came and he said hey do you need i have a boat you want to hop on so i can save you and the guy's like no god's gonna save me and so the guy rides away and then a lifeguard comes and he comes and he's like hey do you need saving and the guy's like no uh god will save me and then <laughs> the guy, lifeguard rides away and so the guy ends up drowning and dying. And then when he gets to heaven, he asks God, like, God, wh why didn't you save me? I, I was drowning <laughs> and I was looking towards you. And God's like, I sent two people to rescue you, dummy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like that is basically what happened with your situation. 
Definitely. Yeah, because, and then at the point, I'm like, okay, these girls obviously been in the church longer than me. I mean, what do I know? But at the same time, that whole church, like, I kind of felt out of place at times. They weren't really good with the whole, there's no such thing as a perfect church. I want to put that out there. But, like, I kind of felt out of place a lot of times. Like, I was trying my best to be in the word, all that stuff. But we all struggle with our faith at some points. But I, it kind of like brings me back to the point where they'd always do altar calls every every time you're there. And then like every, I would kind of feel out of place because everyone's like, you know, falling down. And then I'm just like, wait, I'm not feeling anything. I don't know. And like, they would actually like kind of make me feel bad for that. And I'm like, ah, and it would, it'd kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth for going. Like you should never feel scared to like go to church, you know? But when I thought about going there, I'm like, okay, they're probably going to make me do altar call again. Because it wasn't like, come to the altar call, you know, if you want. It was like, get up. Like, they would point at you <laughs> and they'd like bring you there. And I'm like, okay, you can't even hide from it. It was a smaller church. So like, the youth always had to go up there. It's like, okay, do I pretend to fall? Like, I don't know. I was always still like on edge about it. But they weren't really good with the, like, being inclusive in that case. But that really showed like their true colors when she said when she said that to me and like i talked to you about before mo like passed up with that church we'd go every saturday i think for what's it called when you're like they would call it soul saving i think when they'd go out and like <laughs> ask people you'd go up they to random like people evangelize yeah that evangelize is, spread the gospel yeah nothing wrong with that i'm all for that but like they had the sheet it's like okay you have to like get this many people, blah, blah. And then like, I don't know. It just didn't seem right to me. It, for some reason, like, I'm like, I don't think this is what it's about. Cause like these girls, the reason why they want to like bring that person to Christ that day is so they can go to church that next morning and be like, yeah, at ice skating, we saved this one more, per- we saved one more person. And then everyone started clapping everything. I was like seeing it as numbers. Like, I don't think they were seeing it as like, oh my goodness, yes, we just brought another one to Christ. It was like a checklist or checking off. And I'm like, that doesn't sit right with me. So See, yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. sit right with me either. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Um, that, yeah. that doesn't sit right with me either because to me, that has like the same energy as performative actives, activism. Like you're not doing it out of the abundance of your heart because you actually care for that individual. You're doing mm-hmm. it for your own self self interest. And actually that's pride and pride is actually a sin. So mm-hmm. why? So you really need to, ha- that's a heart problem. You need to check your own heart. Number one, number two, it's just like that in- whole ice rink encounter, which is so negatively shown of what Christianity is. And that's why a lot of people experience hurt, uh, church hurt because not only did that little kid have a negative impact or a negative encounter of what Christians act like, you mm-hmm. also had a negative encounter and every single person who witnessed this had a negative encounter. And they're like, oh, this is what this is what Christians do instead Ooh. of catering to what this little boy is going through. He's genuinely in a crisis for help. Yeah, that's a great point you brought up. And like you said before, like we could show God's love through anything. It's not just telling people about God. They could see it through what we do. Like how you were saying, I forgot what you said. I'm gonna let you say it actually, but let me not cut you off. I want you to go into your church hurt story, if you will. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> similar like you, I um, I'm a suburban black kid. Uh, I grew up in a pretty diverse area. Um, I have white friends too. I'm not against white people. <laughs> I just want to put that hey. out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but. I've always grew, grown up in the church. Like, my family's been going to church. My family's Christian. We all went to church when I was little every Sunday. And as I got older, I realized there was not a lot of Christians, like, in the church who were around my age. I think it was, like, 16 at the time. And that's because a lot of the people my age were experiencing church hurt, and they left. And I saw how the church reacted. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's weird. And um, I was at like a really like low point in my life. I wouldn't say it was depression because I, I, I wasn't diagnosed, but I was at like a really low point in my life. And I didn't have anybody to reach out to because every time I would try to go to somebody for advice, they're like, oh, just pray about it and it'll be okay. And it's just like, 
and they would say like i'm praying for you and sometimes i don't even know if they actually prayed they just said it because that's what a lot of people do when you're going through something like oh i'll pray for you but usually they don't actually end up praying for you um so i was just like i can't relate to anybody here i can't reach out to anybody so like why am i here um maybe god doesn't love me maybe i'm not mm-hmm. i'm i'm just not uh, maybe i was a mistake and um so i went out into the world i partied i did a lot of worldly things um trying to like fulfill a whole a piece that was missing and like and i think i think it was maybe like a year and a half ago or two years ago it was like that piece can't be fulfilled by anything in the world no matter no matter money no amount of uh, fame, fortune can ever fill that void. And the void I was missing was God. And um, I ended up leaving my parents' church. And my parents, surprisingly, when I told my parents, they were very supportive. And um, I, I really needed that encouragement. And I found a more younger church. With, and when I went for the first time, I, um, and I saw the pastor speak, I thought he was a youth pastor at first because he was like dressed like me. He was wearing like <laughs> off, like an off-white t-shirt in Jordans. I was like, is oh. okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, though, this is interesting. Okay. And I looked around and it was like a bunch of like high schoolers and college age people. And there were some older adults too, but it was like a lot of young adults in the, in the areas, um, in the congregation. I was like, wow this is amazing and i forgot what m- the message was but it's like it's almost like he knew exactly what i was going through and i was like okay yeah. were you stalking me uh that's what's the up? Best because like, <laughs> this is hitting a little too close to home and yeah. i felt i i felt inside me it was like i feel at home like i don't know i can't explain how I, it felt welcoming and i was like i've never experienced it before I, I i joke around saying it's like going to chick-fil-a for the first time it's like so welcoming it's like it's just so <laughs> it's like everyone's so happy yep. and it's, and it's my a- pleasure but, <laughs> but it's actually genuine and i felt like they genuinely cared about me and mm-hmm. i remember um i actually made a friend that day and um i found out my cousin went there as well and so she was like oh you got to introduce i'll introduce you to like the pastor and stuff like that and i was like oh that's really cool and i was like kids he, he had a pretty big congregation um congregation so i didn't think anything of it i was like hi um i'm i'm mo i've seen your like hermans on instagram and stuff i thought i would check it out it was down the street and he was like genuinely listening and he was like okay okay and i told him how i wanted to be a filmmaker and stuff and he he said oh stop right there well i'm gonna connect you with like the creative director here and i met the creative director at the church and everything i know and then i was like wow this is awesome and then i came back the next week and he remembered me like by name and i was like wow he like he genuinely remembered me and it felt like he cared and i was missing that and i'd never felt that before and so i was it, it like warmed my heart and so yeah. I, I was like yeah this is this is where i need to be and i've been at the church since and i've been making content and that's honestly everything i know like video wise filmmaking wise is because i went to that church because i got connected wow. to the creative director and he taught me like editing production and all this stuff and i was like wow this was really i think this is what god had in store for me and i'm really glad i I came to this church and that's why it's important what church you go to. You can't just go to every church, any church and think, Oh, it's fine. And I think that's why a lot of people experience church hurt because it's not a lot of, it's not a, when you go to a church, sometimes you don't get this welcoming atmosphere. You feel like people are talking Mm -hmm. about you. You're getting judged and kind of like what you said, how when they were um, evangelizing or something, they were like, Oh, you're new um you're, you don't really know what's going on like you're you're you're, you're <laughs> not as experienced <laughs> like i'm sorry like did you die on the cross because last time i checked <laughs> salvation sal- salvation is free we didn't earn it it was it was it's grace like we didn't we can't do anything to earn it so how are you going to act holier than thou when you're not holy yourself yeah, only jesus really you're point. like <laughs> only jesus is holy <laughs> and i feel like that just turns a lot of people off also mm-hmm. there's i there's a generational disconnect between like gen z and millennials and like gen x and boomers and stuff like that they don't really understand us 
like they don't understand mm-hmm. the culture they don't understand some of the problems we go through like yes, if you talk definitely. to if you, <laughs> if you talk to like a gen x a typical like gen x adult or a boomer about like mental health they 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 really don't understand what that is and like um i was i was talking to um or an elderly person, a boomer, about like depression, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you can just pray it away," or <laughs> or it's just it, like they talk about it as if, if it was a feeling yeah. and not like a, a condition or a, a, mm-hmm. a mental illness. And I think that's partially why a lot of people leave the church because, especially when it's dealing with like depression or like any mental health issues, it's not taken as seriously. And mm-hmm. um. I feel that that is also a, a huge, there's a lot of problems in the stereotypical Christian church, but that those are huge problems. And it's, there's not enough young pastors, uh, I feel like, who can relate to uh, a, like our age range. And um, that's that's definitely lacking in the church. And I'm very thankful that um, like major pastors like Mike Todd and like Stephen Furtick and a lot of other pastors who are like around, younger are getting people more interested and like even christian tiktokers um are like uh reviving or um yeah reviving um the the movement of like a younger uh audience as as i would say a younger um demographic and Mm -hmm. reaching out to younger people and getting them on fire for god and i think that's really awesome yeah, it's so I think it's so good. Like you what you're talking about. It's like once you find that church that's for you, it's like everything can start lining up in your life. Like you're talking about how you learn so much more in film. Like that's just God opening doors. Like you were looking for another church and here you are opening you God opened more doors for you to learn things and take more things out of this church than you thought. So it's really good. Especially some people get caught up in the whole like church thing. That's why like to think some churches out there are like facades like you have people you dress up fancy um you have to wear this we have to wear that to church and i'm always like i don't get it because like what you just said the pastor had on like what do you jordans what do you have yeah he, he was like wearing skinny jeans <laughs> ripped up skinny jeans and jordans <laughs> exactly and i have no problem with that like the bible says come as you are am i exactly wrong? right and last Period. time i checked like, there's there's nowhere in the bible where it says you have to wear a suit and tie and you have to wear exactly. a long dress to come to church or anything like that like exactly like, <laughs> i feel like people just get caught up in the whole idea of it and they it's like a facade that's why i feel like some people think church is like that and i it's sad because that's not what real christianity is about and i'm just imagining how many people like you have atheists most atheists like know the Bible. Most atheists that are atheists used to be Christians. And it's because of stuff like this, um, being church hurt and all that. So I feel like it's just very important to have these conversations, especially with me introdu- introducing Christianity to my podcast and everything. It's important to talk about that so people could be aware that not there's not all churches are perfect and you have to keep your eye open. You could go into some bad churches. And like you said, when people go into churches, they think they're, some people think they're getting judged and stuff. And sometimes, like most, most, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes there's like, a lot of the time stuff. that's the case. Yeah. They will <laughs> actually judge you and it's hypocritical. But like going back to my point, no such thing as a perfect church. You just have to be, keep your eyes open for that um, and just be aware. And I feel like at the end of the day, with me, I feel like Christianity is about, relationships and not more of religion if you i don't know if you understand that but like i feel like it's about having a personal relationship because you can have some people going to church every sunday going to youth group you have then versus someone who doesn't go to church they could be more you know like this person's just going to church to say oh yeah i went to church on sunday i'm not going to hell like <laughs> basically that's yeah but yeah great point mm-hmm. what are you saying sir? um i was about to say um going to church doesn't mean you're christian like you just because i stand in a garage doesn't make me a car like um (laughs) can we we need to repeat that really fast for the people in the back (laughs) going 
just because I stand in a car, <laughs> I mean, just because I stand in a garage doesn't make me a, <laughs> I'm not a car, but just because I stand in a garage doesn't make me a car. Just like going to church doesn't mm-hmm. just make me a Christian. It's about your relationship and accepting Jesus Christ as your yes. savior and that he died on, you know, that he believed that he died on the cross for our sins and our transgressions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it is, it is important that you go to church because well, a, a yes. good church, um, because, um, you, it's, uh, being around people like we're not called to do life by ourselves so being around other christians in that environment um it's it's healthy um any environment where you're around people with like the same spiritual values who want to see you do better who want to push you to do better who want to see you succeed is a great environment and i feel like that's what this church should be and you should feel like at peace with going to church that's where you like bring all your problems your pain and stuff and you have like a support system there to who like be with you and like pray with you and stuff whatever you're going through um but like what you said um just just because you go to church doesn't mean you're a christian and you the person who doesn't go to church who's in his word who believes his bible and that's that's what you need we need to do it's not enough to just go to church sunday and then oh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> it's just whatever. Like it's it's a constant thing. It's a it's not just a chore. It's not just something we do on Sunday. It's a lifestyle. Definitely 100%. Another thing I want to talk about is like going back to the facade and everything and this is kind of getting into like the political side of it, but like I said earlier, grew up with a friend group mainly white all that stuff. So it kind of had a toll on my life in different aspects when it came to Black Lives Matter, that controversial topic that shouldn't be controversial, but it is for some people. <laughs> but yeah, I had this um one friend, or so I thought was a friend. Um, It was this white girl. She was like, okay, during the whole George Floyd thing, Amber, if you guys all remember that, that was last year. Yeah. Was that last year? Who doesn't yeah, remember that? That was, that. A, that yeah, was oh last year. 2020. What, what a year. year. Oh my goodness. But yeah, when all that stuff was happening, like you have Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. Um, it was crazy to see like my white friends, like their true colors come out. Like all the people who I was friends with, like before all that happened, not really friends with anymore. I made new friends or like I found true ones throughout that, but I lost a lot of friends during that, um, because I th- I thought they, you know, I thought that they thought my life mattered, but turns out, nope, controversial to them. So there's this one girl, and she during that whole time, like people were posting on their stories of social media saying Black Lives Matter, you know, posting the black screens. I still, I don't. Oh, we're not. We're I don't not even want to. I don't even want to get into that at that point. That's a whole other episode. That's, that's uh, a whole other episode. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like looking out. You know, I was trying to see w- which one of my white friends was gonna like. You know, post on their story about something at least. You know, even though that's not, you could share on a story and still be racist. Like that doesn't really mean anything to me. But it's like, okay, if you're not, if you're gonna be silent during these times, okay, then we need to talk about that. But. This one girl, she wasn't silent. In fact, this girl, during the whole George Floyd movement, Black Lives Matter movement, posted on her story and said, baking cookies for the cops. And I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Because you can bake cookies for cops any day of the year. Like, that's crazy how you're doing it around this time. She didn't, like, she didn't, like, hashtag George Floyd or anything. She just said baking cookies for the cops. So I'm, like, made me assume that she's sticking with the cops on this one. Like, in the whole with the ACAP thing, let me get into that. Because I have, I have my own view on, I know, Mo, you probably, you could think differently. I'm not expecting you and I to be on the same page with everything, but I'm always hearing everyone out. But this is the way I think about it, like, with the all cops are bad thing, I believe that's true. The profession, like, oh whoa, we have we have something to like. Oh Look cool, I was I was kind of scared. <laughs> I was scared. Page. I'm like I'm on the same. I'm like page. Mo's gonna be like, well, 
You know. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Listen, listen. <laughs> Just like anything, there are quote unquote. There, I hate when people say a yeah. few bad apples because a few bad apples rottens mm, the whole bunch. Yeah. Number one, and number two, I hate this whole oh, there's some good cops. Yes, there are decent mm-hmm. cops, but they work for a yes. corrupt system. And if you're not able to, and when does accountability take part? Because if you're not able to check your own partners and people you work for when they're mm-hmm. doing wrong, then are you really a good cop? Cause you're letting that poor behavior exactly. slide. So, so like, are you, are you really a good cop or are you just doing it Ooh. for show? Ex- and then, and then I was like, I saw on Twitter, if they were doing their, jo- like th- there wouldn't be a problem if they're doing a job, right? Like you never heard a song saying F the fire department. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, and that's, that's that facts. That's facts. It's like, <laughs> This just a whole. Yeah. We can go down the line of like of things that um relate relate racial issues in relations to mm-hmm. cops because you have over policing in black communities yes. and, and cities where predominantly people of color live. Mm-hmm. Um, countless of countless of videos of cops being dirty. Like I I literally saw on Twitter before this podcast a cop going into another person's house without a warrant. Of course, uh, and then. Like he opened the garage door, hit their car, and proceeded to keep slamming their door into the into the car. We have we've seen countless of videos where a cop is hiding their that um their body cam so people mm-hmm. can't see what they're um doing and stuff like that. And I'm just like, how do you expect to have trust into a community when we can't trust you? And it's being black in America. It seems like we have more training to deal with cops than cops do have training to deal with their community that they're supposed they're sworn to protect and exactly. serve. Exactly. And that's crazy. It's, sadly, that's that true. That is mind-boggling. That is so true. And it's like you have black people like when you get pulled over it's like okay, you have you have to try not to be on edge. Even though it should be the other way around like like no 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 sorry. Cops like that just that came out wrong. Let me restate that. But like you, when you're when you're getting pulled over, if you're innocent, you should be at peace. But if you're black and innocent, you're gonna be you're gonna be you know a little tense because of the stuff that's happening on the news every freaking day and all that stuff. But then you have cops over here being like, "Oh yeah, I shot because you know I was scared." Like you're the one with the firearm, sir. Why you're are the you one on with edge? Training. Like yeah, the if, training. No, th- my thing is, if you're scared, then why are you a cop? I don't Please. like blood. I I don't like blood. I'm terrified of guts and stuff. I'm not a doctor. You don't see me becoming a surgeon. Like, yeah, why are you a cop thing. if you're afraid? Exactly. And the thing is, you're not being forced to be a cop either. That's why this whole blue lives matter stuff. No, there's no such thing as a blue life. Take your uniform off. Smurfs you're- do matter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. They're very Gumball, much alive. Watterson, Gumball, Waterson, the amazing world of Gumball. His life Those matters. Two. Those two. Exactly. <laughs> the only two blue lives that matters, Gumball, Waterson. Don't forget the blue people That's from all. Avatar. They're, they matter yeah, too. Yeah, Avatar. Ooh, the blue man group, right? From the like, blue man group. They they exactly. make some amazing music. They definitely matter. They make matter. amazing music. They do. They matter. They matter to me. They yes. matter to me too. I need to see them in concert. <laughs> I haven't seen them. Have I seen them before? I haven't seen. I want to go in Vegas and see them so badly. I don't even know if they're still performing. We should go. Let's do it. We, we let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That'd be really fun. Let's do that. But yeah, back to my thing. Like this girl posts on her story, baking cookies or whatever, baking cupcakes for cops. So I'm like, oh, okay. So she she showed that she's sticking with the cops during these times. Like if you bake cookies for cops at a different time when this wasn't happening, okay, cool, go off. I guess that's what you do with your free time. I'm not judging, but. Okay, so that's the thing, you know, cut, I cut her off, blah, blah, we're not talking anymore, because that was just so inconsiderate, and like read the rude, room. to be honest. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, it's just so, like, the privilege, actually the privilege that this person, and this person, quote-unquote Christian, right? Anyway, so flash forward to now, we're in 2021, um, I don't follow this girl anymore, but my friends do, um, <laughs> So, on her Instagram, she posts something. You know how when you're officially in a relationship, you know, you post your person, whatever. She's dating a black man. How, why am I not surprised? So like, why am I not surprised? doesn't add up. Um, I have 
have so much to say. I literally. First off, I'm mad at the dude. The dude, the black dude. Have you seen Get Out? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> you know that he's in a couple... sunken place. <laughs> yes, you know that um that one couple like when the dude accidentally like flashes the camera and he starts like <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. So you know the the old lady and then him. That's what they look like. Like they're <laughs> they're outside. The picture they posted. They're literally standing outside. I'm like, is this a scene from Get Out? Like I literally think it is. But I'm like, no. Like, Dr. Umar is typing. Dr. Umar is furious right now. All it takes is a little bit of white brainwashing. (laughs) (laughs) To activate the coon. The average Negro. (laughs) Negro. (laughs) Literally. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. They love black music. They love to date black people, apparently. But, like, you, you literally post on your story. You do not support BLM. You don't. And here you, I just didn't make sense to me. Like, you can't pick and choose. My thing is, I don't care if you agree with the organization or not, the statement Black Lives Matter is not opinionated. It's yeah. a fact. Like, where in, in the saying, the three words, Black Lives Matter, do you see Black Lives Matter more? White people don't matter. Asian people don't matter. Any <laughs> anybody else doesn't matter. Uh, black people are superior <laughs> to other people. You don't. So how is saying Black Lives Matter triggering to you? Or how is it, in a sense, racist? Or how do you say, I don't agree with that, and you not be racist? Like, that, that, exactly. if 2 plus 2 is 4, <laughs> and 4 plus 4 is 10, <laughs> then what the heck is this? Good, what like, the heck is this? Listen, like, that makes no sense. And then, but, but my thing is, what I find hilarious is that when Stop Asian Hate was a thing, you don't see a rebuttal with, Ooh. oh, stop all hate or stop stop all yeah. races of hate or anything like that. And it's, there's no Hold no on. knock okay. on the Stop Asian Hate movement. I'm totally down with that. But it's just like, uh-huh. where where's the same energy? So like, what really is- Where's the energy? So what it really is the problem here? And so when we break it down, it- it's the term black. So like you were saying, yeah. They like our music. They like our dances. They like our culture. They fetishize us mm-hmm. because white boys be fetishizing some black women too. Let's not get it mistaken. <laughs> Listen, especially on TikTok, it's weird. It's like nobody cares. Why? That's so weird. It is so oh weird. Gosh. But that's, Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that. It is so... <laughs> Listen, I don't know who he needs to hear this. Nobody cares about what your racial preference <laughs> Nobody cares. Why why are we announcing to the world? Well, we like we don't care. <laughs> and especially like I'm not gonna be biased. The thing is, like, I'm gonna call out the black women too. When I see a black girl posting on TikTok, oh my gosh, if you're white and like black girls like this video, girl, get off the app. Log out. I'm gonna need right you to now. log out for me. Log out. I'm gonna need you to log out for me. Log out, log out, log out. No. I'm cringing. Don't like stop it's so i don't even know what the word is it's like not needed it's, it's pick me energy it really is pick me choose me love me oh my gosh it's making them they're like pick me massa like me yes i'm it's it's so stupid it's so stupid i don't even know i don't even know that just irks me when i see that on my story it's like i literally go on tiktok I'm like not interested like do not show me videos like this ever again and it's like nobody ever. nobody has a problem if you like dating outside your race i i don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that but Same. putting them on a pedestal and like talking down about other people and stuff like that and fetishizing them that's yeah. that's where there's an issue like that has yeah. to stop exactly back to this girl i was just talking about it's like whoa um okay you love black men awesome you're but you don't support blm that's i don't i don't get that and then this girl's like the same type of girl like you know how do i explain this okay we talked about this before but you know those white girls who will go on mission trips and then post that one picture with like the black kid on their hip or whatever like what a heart what a sad experience or whatever amazing experience i had in africa i met so many like but then, during all this time with BLM, they were silent. Not a peep from them. Not a peep. That doesn't add up. Like, okay, you could support 
some black kids in Africa, but not where you live. Exactly. That's- so are we actually supporting the kids in Africa or are we doing it for a photo op? Are we doing it for exactly. our own benefit? And it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about like the performative evangelical um, um, prophesying mm-hmm. and praying for people. Are, are we doing it for the love for the kingdom are we doing it be- because we want to introduce christ into the world or are we doing it for our own prideful benefit and so yeah. uh, we were talking about this earlier do you think if people went to africa but were told you can't take pictures or post anything on social media would they still go and we all know that the answer is no that's a problem. Exactly. So are you like, are you tr- are you truly there to help? No, you're not. You're there for your own prideful benefit. You're you're and that's mm-hmm. messed up. Exactly. You're 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 using these, yeah. you're objectifying these kids, and you think you're better than these kids. And you're that's 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 what we call a white savior complex, number one. Yes. And it's just it's it's so sad. And it's like you're willing to travel overseas to quote unquote mm-hmm help some little poor african kids but you're not willing to serve and volunteer in your local community or your local city down the street where where mm-hmm. you can help the homeless or or help out in a community center because we we both know why exactly we both know why hmm. like let's talk exactly. about it no it's like literally we need to talk about it. like no let's be real the only reason they went on there like if you're doing it for the wrong reasons like like that one tweet I saw said, it's like, no, that was a vacation to you, honey. Right. You went on vacation. That was <laughs> you didn't you didn't do anything for anyone. That was a vacation for you. Exactly. But it's literally crazy. I like to think about that too. Like, if you didn't get to have that photo op, would you still go? And the answer is no. They wouldn't. They'd be like, oh, I can't post about it. I can't. I can't post to my Instagram about it. I can't post on Twitter. What? I can't write like a caption saying, <laughs> no, the caption will always be like, oh my gosh, I felt so changed. Okay. If you felt so changed, why aren't you doing anything here? Like, why aren't you doing anything exactly. right now Exactly for the black community? It's, it's crazy. And I, it's crazy. I feel like kind of like the, the girl, the white girl you're talking about who dates a black guy and a lot of people who go to Africa mm-hmm. who like post pictures, they only do that because they have like a sort of guilt and like they want to like, see, I'm not racist. I have black friends or I have a black boyfriend or I helped out in Africa. So exactly. I'm, I'm not racist and stuff like that. So it's just like, again, it's for your own sake. You you care more about how you are seeing and your, your own self-image mm-hmm. rather than actually making an impact. Exactly. That's so true. Literally so true. It's That's just a whole topic for like, I could talk about that for hours. Like, yeah. Wow. Well, sadly... We can't continue talking because we're nearing the end of this episode. No. So, oh, man. I know. I know. This is so much fun. I know. It was so fun. We had to, we had to, you had to come back. You had to come back to the podcast. <laughs> I, would, I would love to come back. Hopefully, you know, oh gosh, when hey. this panoramic ends, it could be actually in person. I would love that. That'd be awesome. Yes. I'm so down. We need to do that. I'm so we down. We need to do that. A reunion. You know, hold up. You know, not to flex, but you know, your boy is fully vaccinated now. Moderna. Oh, game. okay, <laughs> okay, Moderna. Game. Oh, I see you. I see you. <laughs> we're out here. Got to rep. As long as it's not Johnson and Johnson, you know, we're good. Yeah, you might grow a third arm with Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. But yeah, guys. Um, what I like to do at the end of every episode is, if you made it to the end, you have to send me a certain emoji. So. Mo, would you like to pick the emoji that the FimFam has to DM me? It has to be something that correlates. Or maybe do you have an emoji that you use with your fan base at all? Is there something? Fan base? I didn't even think about it. I don't. Uh, you act like I'm famous or something. I don't fan base. You, are, you literally <laughs> are. Oh, my goodness. I'm not. Stop. Um, hmm. Stop. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go on a whim. Let's, let's change it up. Because... Because a lot of people, we can catch who doesn't watch it because you like, oh, they think, oh, a fire emoji because, oh, it was so awesome or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let's send an ice emoji. Switch it up. Switch it up. The, the ice, ice cube. emoji. Ice cube. The ice cube. There's an ice cube emoji. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I've never used that before. Okay, guys, if you made it to the end of this episode, 
send an ice cube emoji. And Mo, where can we find you? Besides TikTok being TikTok famous, but yeah. I'm not TikTok famous. Oh my goodness. Um, well, you can find me on TikTok, um, Instagram. All my handles are self-made Mo. That is self-made without the E. So it's S-L-F made Mo mm-hmm. on everything. Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much, Mo, for being here on episode seven. It's been a blast. My pleasure. I'm, um, gl- I'm appreciative. I am so glad you had me. Oh my goodness, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming. It was so fun. I don't want it to end, but sadly it has to. It's What time is it? It's like 2 a.m. It's almost like 1.30. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, wow. But yeah, thank you guys so much. You guys can watch this episode on YouTube, hopefully, if I figured out how to do that. Um, The YouTube channel is up and running. Episode 6 is also available on YouTube right now. It's at FemexMelanin. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all at FemexMelanin. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Thimex. Why did I say Thimex Melanin so much? That's weird. Okay, I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> Girl, get off the app. Log out I'm gonna right now. I'm going to need you to log out for me. Log out. I'm going to need you to log out for me. Log out. Log out. Log out. No.